Welcome to the Daughters of Change podcast. I'm your host, Marie Sola. Each week, we'll be bringing you stories from around the globe of the women and girls who are changing the world, each in their own unique way. Today, you're in for a real treat because what we're going to do is have an intuitive conversation with my esteemed guest, Angie, Aka Karen Ann, but I call her Angie, and I think she wants you to as well. I do. Um, So an intuitive conversation. Let's talk about this a little bit before we get started. So Angie actually channels. Yes. She channels. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about what that means, um, at least from a layperson standpoint, from my standpoint. Um, So what's not going to happen at least I don't think, is Angie's head isn't going to spin around no. here. She's not going to morph into another person. And if you are, please let me know so I don't pee my pants in the studio. <laughs> but what happens is Angie is a channel. She's a channel for divine inspiration and wisdom. And for me, and this is something that I've been around for much of my life, so it's very comfortable for me. But for some people that might not understand it, it may it may seem a little outside of your comfort zone. So we all, in our own way, channel and pick up information, correct? Absolutely, 100%. Right? Mm -hmm. So for those of you out there listening, the Daughters of Change and the people that love and support them, when you wake up and you have an idea, a brilliant idea uh, about something you want to do to create change, and you're not quite sure where it came from, but it's there and it's strong and it's making you tingle and you know yes. you need to go forward with it. That is a form of channeling. Yep. So whether that comes to you from the universe, from God, whether you feel that it's coming just from your own gut. Which is universe and Which God. is universe <laughs> and God. Yeah. Um, however, we all do this on a, on a day-to-day day. basis. And the daughters of change out there, you're doing it big time. So this is actually a really appropriate appropriate guest in an appropriate conversation. And what we're going to be talking about is finding joy, balance, and love to help move change forward. And anything else that might happen to come yeah. up. So like Who I'm along for the up. ride. So, <laughs> so everybody out there, put on your seatbelts and get ready. And if you're driving, seriously, do put on your seatbelts. And don't text. Okay. So um, before we actually get into the conversation, I want to read Angie's bio to you, just so you know a little bit about her. So Angie, welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. I'm Good to really be here. excited to have you here in the studio today, actually in person, which is really cool. So Angie was born Karen Ann in 1969. She is 39 and holding. <laughs> and grew up in Pennsylvania until her spiritual journey led her to New England in the late fall of 2009. Angie has been a professional spiritual teacher since 2014. However, her journey began abruptly in 2008 amid a life-changing circumstance. Angie convinced herself she needed to remain in a demeaning situation because she lacked the confidence to make a change. Okay, ladies, how many of us have done that, right? However, the universe had very different plans for her. One month before the 2008 stock market crash, Angie found herself facing the loss of her job. The circumstance that led up to this was the start of her 10-year trajectory toward becoming the spiritual master she is today. Angie and her family have lived on the coast of Maine since 2017, where she continues to dedicate her life 
to making a difference in this world by helping people find their footing and begin a life of well-deserved freedom. She is passionate about making a difference and sharing the power of co-creation and compassionate light. Currently, she is writing her first book and continues her work as an intuitive guide and spiritual teacher. Tell us a little bit about your journey and how you got to where you are. I mean, you know, we have some of the the basics here, but tell us a little bit more about about that, about getting from there to here. Point A to point B. You got it. Whatever. Yeah. Point A to wherever the hell I am today. I have no intention of stopping, so who knows? Sky's the limit. But my journey, you know, I was reflecting on even what I was going to say today, and so many thoughts popped into my head, and I I knew, you know, that I would completely know what would be said and needed to be said. But, you know, I, I lived a very good life. I've had a very good life, and I've had many challenges within this life. I've um, experienced abuse in my life. Um, I've experienced my self-abuse for a long time. And when this all came to, I guess, a head 10 years ago, um, I had convinced myself to remain in this situation that I wasn't good enough or smart enough to do something different with my life. And it was completely eroding my well-being my emotional, my mental, my physical, I was really beginning to actually develop symptoms, physical symptoms of the stress that I was feeling at this position that I was in. And I had brainwashed myself into believing, this is it. This is all you're going to do. You make money. This is what you got to do. And I felt nudged. To, truthfully, I was being nudged by spirit to, to leave, to get out, but I didn't have the courage or the motivation to go. And, you know, they say that saying, it's the devil you know. And I just figured I, I could work this out. I could figure this out. I would just have to suck it up. It, it will get better. It would get better. And it, it just never really did. And it became uh, very distressing. And I just sank into this abyss and I martyred, you know, and I take responsibility for all of it. In fact, when I lost my job, I never asked for help from anyone. I certainly did not ask for help from source. I was raised to pray. I did not do it regularly. I did not ever feel that I got results from it. So, you know, I became mm, why bother woman. And the day after I lost my job, you know, I had gone through years of hardship with this situation. And the very next day, I literally just felt, help me. That's, I don't even, I didn't even anticipate saying it, but I did. It came out of me and I just, I just, I don't know what else to do. Help me. I have a family to feed, so help me. I didn't get an answer. So I did what I did. I got dressed, got my kids to school, went on with my life, came home, kind of situation like, what am I going to do? About an hour after I asked for help, I was in a place of quiet and I was, feeling very sad and and distraught and I was trying to will myself to have faith and I got to tell you something having faith and understanding faith are two different things I didn't even know what faith was but for some reason I thought that was going to be the word that was going to save my life just have it whatever you are have faith and I was repeating it and this energy moved through me like a like a like a wave and it pulled up from my gut and it just came up and this voice as loving and as calm as could be said child 
live in faith. Live in faith. And I said, okay, what the hell does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Instructions with that manual? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, that's great advice and all. Is this where you're going to start with me? Because it doesn't feel so good right now. How do I do that? What is that? But I didn't get an answer. And I, I just sat with it. And over the coming months, I was getting answers. People, complete strangers, would literally say, God sent me. And I swear to you, God was smirking with every single one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You listening? So it became very obvious to me as every time I hit a new wall, because I kept hitting walls, you know, I just, a wall after wall after wall, every time something on the other side of it would happen almost immediately and give me a sense of faith. Oh, okay. And that was the start of my, my journey of building faith, learning to live this way. And it took a lot of years to overcome the programs. You know, we're programmed. Beliefs that aren't even ours, aren't even our beliefs, and we hang on to them. They live in our subconscious, and they drive us. It took me a long time to start to recognize, like, wait a minute, there's something to this. I'm, I'm starting to pay attention to the synchronicities rather than what I'm not seeing. So it is, it is powerful, and it has been um, challenging, uh, to, say, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> it's been a boot camp. I'm honestly going to say that when you, when you call on the thunder, you're going to get the lightning. I asked for help, and help showed up. But there was work in that for me. It wasn't, we're going to hand you this. It was, okay, we're going to show you, and you're going to do it. And that is something that ultimately brought me to this place where I am now is self-sustained, self-realized, and there was work for me to do. I did not rely on somebody to tell me how to do it. I was guided to read certain books, yes. I was guided to watch videos, yes. But ultimately, it was my work, my job, and my determination that had to take hold and motivate me to do this. It cannot be done for you. You must own your power, and that is self-sustaining, and that is where we give ourselves away and when we give away our power to others, to situations, to even our thoughts. When we let go of understanding who we are and we begin to identify so much to the story that we're in, you know, experiencing. So it became Karen Ann, Angie, learn to stand on your own two feet without blaming others for it, without expecting someone to come in and swoop in and save you. Because there is help. There's always help. No matter what, if it's on this plane, somebody coming to you from a complete stranger to spirit, we have help. But we have to make the choice to accept it, to ask for it, and to move with it. So for the Daughters of Change out there, this is a great conversation because um, the idea of asking, yeah, receiving, mm-hmm. right? And Getting asking open. is a big yeah. one, right? Asking yes. is a really big one for, That's I the think, first. a lot. Okay, so just being saying, okay, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be vulnerable. I need some help. And whether that's out to the universe or whether that's to actually ask somebody yeah. when you're trying to accomplish something, right? Yeah. So, And then actually being open to receiving 
the answers because they may come in ways that you're not expecting. They should come in ways that you're not expecting. Okay. And I'll tell you why it needs to be that. If you are expecting something, your mind is so powerful, you will manifest the very trail that you want for yourself. And that may not be the trail that is destined for you. It will be one that will block you every step of the way and cause you to delay yourself in moving forward or making choices for yourself. So what happens is when we try to create with expectation, we are putting limitation on that very thing we're trying to change about ourselves. So why not just say, and I say this every day to creator, why not just say, show up with me in unexpected ways and I'll watch for those synchronicities. I love that. And so that is actually whether you're working on yourself, whether you're working on a business, yes. whether you're working Everything. on anything. Yeah. So, And then the other piece because this all ties in really to finding joy and balance and love is it's it all, starts there, yes. right? It starts yes, there. So yes. the other piece that's huge here is owning your power. And that, I'm going to go out on a limb here, mm -hmm. being a girl and all, actually a little, <laughs> little bit older than a girl, but being of the female persuasion, yes, owning our power, at least for me in my generation of 39 and holding, was not something that we were actually taught to do. I was actually told- right to um, mask that power, mm -hmm. um, to yes. not be too forceful, to not be too assertive, Yes, you know, which was Correct. called aggressive, you know? Mm -hmm. So owning our power, um, that's huge. And it's huge for men too. It was taboo. Uh, it yeah. was taboo for a woman to step into her power. Yes. That made us a bitch. Absolutely, right? Then we were labeled. Yeah. And sometimes we behaved like ones. It's not that yeah. we didn't earn that label. Right. We didn't have to, but we chose to. Right, right. We felt... That's how you had to get ahead. Exactly. And we became more masculine patriarch than we did the feminine. And it it it's the old way of living is like, no, you know, be seen, not heard. Mm -hmm. And to own your power, it can be so subtle. It can be very subtle. You don't have to walk into a room and be like, I am a woman, hear me roar. We don't have to do that. We just walk in the room and know we've walked into the room. Mm-hmm. And everybody in that room is going to wait and hear what I have to say. Right. Walk in and roar. <laughs> in, a in a loving way, yeah. you know? I actually, to be honest with you, I'm very frank here. Three weeks ago in a meditation, I do a meditation uh, every day. I do it two hours a day in the morning. And I have this luxury and blessing to be able to do that. I don't expect other people to do this. But for me, this is where I am, and I'm, a, I'm able to do it. But in the meditation, I asked my heart, which is where I— pray. I pray into my heart. I ask my heart where my source is. If I had something, a belief that I needed to release here and now, what is this belief? And what came out of it was, blew me away. I just was like, you've got to be kidding me. And it was, you need to know you're in control of your life. After 10 years, I still hadn't figured that out. <laughs> I was pretty sure I was in control. Apparently not. So I, I did. I, I said, well, I don't know. I mean, come on. And spirits, just say it. See how you feel. I immediately got dizzy. I got nauseous. My stomach started to hurt. And I thought, oh, I don't, I don't know if I can finish this. And spirits said, keep going. Push through that. And I said, okay. <laughs> so I kept repeating to myself, I am in control of my life. And I was pushing myself in this meditation into this field of possibility, and it's this energy field that is around us. And I was really in it, and I, I felt horrible. Like my mind was screaming, stop, just stop. You're going to throw up. You're going to throw up. I literally thought that. 
And then suddenly something just happened. I was in and it all lifted. And I came out of that meditation like, absolutely, I am empowered. And all the nausea, everything went away. And our power is in our will center, which is in our stomach, our solar plexus, our gut instincts. That's our will center. So the fact that I was nauseous and the fact that I had stomach pain was telling me that my will center had been, you know, hiding this little burden, this idea, and I had to release it. And I did. And it was, I have not looked back. And that just literally happened for me where I found one more little piece. Am I going to find another piece, Spirit? No. Good. (laughs) Because that was the very first thing I asked afterwards. Are we done with that? (laughs) The Spirit said, you're good. But, you know, it takes dedication to work through our things. This is not something I would suggest somebody do on a lunch hour. We are layers deep. We have lifetimes of experiences. And we have experiences within this lifetime that equal lifetimes. So when, when we are looking to change how we are within ourselves... It is not something that you can do overnight. It didn't take overnight to get to the point where we are. That's part of the journey. It's, it's the absolute journey, mm-hmm. really. And you can find so much within that for yourself that is, oh, man, it's freedom. I know freedom now like I've never experienced. I have a connection with Creator that I longed for, and it's so deep. I no longer carry sadness or grief. I didn't even know I had. What you're looking for is within. What you need is within. If you believe that somebody in your life is going to fix your life, please stop believing that. It's not. You're putting pressure on somebody who's not going to come up to to snuff, really. It's your journey. It's your job. It's within you. The wisdom is within you. A channel that I provide is not coming down from some spaceship or in another realm it's 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 holy within me i am the universe and it is coming up through me it's my very wisdom and it's not wisdom of karen and identity it's the wisdom of source the light that i am that we all are we are all this beautiful blessed light and if you're looking for something claw your way back in because it all begins there your compass everything about you is perfect everything about you is beautiful Everyone has their journey, and how you walk that journey is yours. No one has the right to take that from you or tell you how you need to do it. They have advice. Well, that is advice they need to take for themselves. It's good to listen to advice. There is wisdom in this world, but listen to it through your heart. If it doesn't resonate, acknowledge it and say thank you and let it go. And if it does, pay attention. Drop down into your heart and listen, because there is pure gold just waiting to be accessed from you. That brings up really two things for me when when you say that. One is a quote that I recently saw that said, never take criticism from somebody you wouldn't go to for advice. So number one, and people oftentimes I think they mean well or they disguise it as meaning well, but I, I, I choose to believe most, most people right, come from right. a good place. But well, it's that, their belief. Right. And that filter, right? So what? So when you're going within, if you filter that through your heart center, or through yes. your gut, or your yep. intuition, as you said, there are times when it will resonate, and there are times when you just know it doesn't feel right. And I think as we walk along 
this journey that is our life, there are times when people come to us and hold a mirror up to us. We are mirrors. Yeah. Absolute mirrors. Every single person you've encountered in your life, whether they have done you wrong, harm, whatever, that is a mirror reflection, the symptom of your mind. We are symptoms of our mind. And our mind chases its tail nonstop. And to be honest with you, 95% of our mind is subconscious. That means 5% of your day is run in the consciousness. And 95% of it is sub. Now, if you're running at 95% subconscious, which we all are most of the time, then you are running programs of other beliefs and past, all kinds of stuff. And you don't even know what you're believing, really, until you stop and look and start to pay attention. What are you calling in? It's energy. If you have relationship after relationship that is just, I never seem to find a different man. Why? Because you have customized your your energy field to call in the same energy over and over. It's a habit. It's a pattern. It's addiction. And it, it, it works out your whole life. You don't even know you're doing it. It can be super subtle. It's that taking that moment to step back and just observe yourself and realize, whoa, what am I reflecting? But here's the beautiful thing. Sometimes I think we get too focused on the reflection in a way that we don't like what we're seeing. But do you ever take the time to look at the reflection of the beauty that you are? Because there are beautiful people that come into your life and reflect such loving, kind beauty back to you. And do you realize that you are that same reflection too? That if we only focus on those things that we find unacceptable, you will see only that. I see only beauty in everyone now. And one of the reasons why is because I can see it within myself. When I own it for me, I could see it out into the world. Reflection may not always feel good, but it can also feel beautiful and worthy and honored. So when we meet new people and we don't like them, okay, don't like them. That just means you don't like you. Accept that. Acknowledge it. Don't judge it. Forgive. But when you meet somebody who's, oh, she's so nice, she's so nice, that means that you are also so nice. In order for them to even be part of your, your projection, they have to be part of you in some way. This world is a playground. It's about joy. It's about the journey, not the destination. The destination will come. Every step is important. And I have a story to that, actually. A life story. So last year, my husband and I went for a walk. Uh, well, not, not, not a walk, but a hike. And I, I was about to call it a wike. <clears throat> and um, it was all downhill to this beach. It was a mile, which isn't far when it's downhill. It's really far when it's uphill and you've walked a whole beach and you're tired and you're out of shape. <laughs> anyway, on our way back, we had to walk back up this hill. It wasn't a steep incline, but I was hungry. I did not have a Snickers. And I was <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you turn into? I got hangry. Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I know. I was totally a mess. <laughs> so I was really just agonizing and looking at this hike. And it was so far. I just kept staring how far we had to go. And my husband was like, he was sick of listening to me. So he was like cruising up ahead. And I'm out of breath. I'm moaning the whole way. I'm very enlightened, you see. 
totally moaning. And Spirit said, stop walking. And I, I do listen when Spirit speaks. I'm like, uh-oh. And so I stopped, and Spirit said, would you do us a favor? And I said, what? Would you put your head down and focus on your steps? Sure. Why? It's going to help you. Just pay attention to every step you take. Don't think about that destination. Don't look at how far you have to go. I want you to follow your feet. Okay. So I did. I put my head down, and I started walking. Well, I took my pace. I didn't change my pace. I just took my pace step at a time. I actually began to see heart rocks every step, you know, every so many steps. There's another heart rock. It was like breadcrumbs, I swear. My husband came back to see if I was okay, and he was trying to talk to me, and I said to him, shh, 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 don't, 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 don't talk to me. And he's like, why? I said, you're a distraction. Really? Yes, I'm trying to concentrate on my footing, my steps. Okay, I'm going to just go ahead. Good. So he ran off ahead, did his thing, and I walked. And then all of a sudden, the Spirit said, look up. And I looked up, and I was at the top. 45 minutes later, which felt like five, I was not out of breath. I never changed my pace. And I turned to see how far I had actually walked. And where I started with my head down, you couldn't even see. So I had really walked far. <laughs> you know, it was all downhill after that, so I knew I was home free. <laughs> it was a good thing. but. I realized I enjoyed the journey so much more focused on each step. Sometimes we want to run through and sprint through life, and that's okay. Sprint and chase after what you want. But sometimes you need to slow down and pay attention to every step, not through the mind, through the heart. Just listen, be guided, and allow. And if I hadn't done that, I would probably still be standing back there because I'm pretty sure my husband would have left me. <laughs> I've been I would be a phone call. <laughs> Marie, come get me. Smoke but, signals because I was not. I was not in a good way. But I really felt empowered when I got to the top of that hill, and I thought, "Wow, I'm not out of breath." It's amazing. And Spirit goes, "Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing when you focus your awareness on something inch at a time? Sometimes that's what you got to do. Then that's what you got to do. You don't have to do your life like that." But sometimes we have to climb certain mountains in our life, step at a time, and not look at, wow, when I get to the top, when you get to the top, what? Just worry about getting to the top. Enjoy it. And it made a big difference in the journey. And I got a Snickers when we got back to the car, so I wasn't hangry anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so when you think about the daughters of change out there who who have oftentimes really big visions of things that they'd like to change or things that they'd like to do, there's a message in there Yeah, about the steps. Take step, your time. Yeah, take your time. The steps along the way. And taking your time doesn't mean it has to take you five years no. to do it. But No, no, no. But if you're always looking at the top of the mountain or the, the end of the journey. It may even prevent you from wanting to climb it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. And it, it, keep you stuck. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, it's, it's overwhelming, right? Yeah. And then- the other piece of that is what the top of that mountain looks like might change a little bit. Absolutely. As, as you get there. Okay, it, right? it absolutely does change. Because even with my own journey, I had this very big vision when I moved to Maine. I had a message, you know, you're going to come and open a retreat. And I was like, all right, I see the retreat. I'm going to do that. Well, about, um, I'm going to say a year ago. I've been here a year and a half. About six months ago. I got a message, you know, you are the retreat. 
And I thought, oh, am I? <laughs> what am I going to do with that? And Spirit said, don't you understand? You're the retreat, which means you take it everywhere you go. I said, yeah, uh, oh, like light bulb moments, you know. I'm just an average lady living her life. I'm not saying I'm a wizard. But I do know that I have to understand that I want to help people realize that they're the retreat. You can take your retreat of this calm, this, this peace everywhere when you allow yourself to experience it and you give yourself room and space. When we ask universe for help or question, don't look for the answer immediately. Allow space for it just to show up in wonderful, unexpected ways. And trusting the journey and just taking a foot at a time, then you're willing to even make the journey. If you're afraid before you even start, you're not going to start. And then, okay, then don't. That's where you're meant to be for now. But I think that we all have a lot to figure out in this world that universe wants to play with us. It is not destined for this person because they are this person or that person. It is open to all of us. It is our birthright. It is a playground. Stop taking it so seriously. I know there's situations that are serious. I'm not discounting those. But if we focus on everything with the feeling of doom and gloom, you are going to create that. It's just inevitable. We can empower ourselves step at a time. And skipping steps, I got to tell you, I'm impulsive. I've skipped a lot of them. And you know what? I've had to go back. And by the time I get back, they're no longer steps. They're boulders and mountains. Now I'm, now I'm going backwards to redo it. And it's even harder. Just tune in and focus. Be still and listen. Stop talking. There is way too much talking in this world. Get off your phones, unplug, turn off your TVs, and listen. There is some wisdom inside of all of us that is just waiting to unleash itself, and it's calling to you. This is why you're wondering every day, I just know there's something more, isn't there? I have so many people that say that to me. I feel stuck. You're not stuck. You just know there's something more. And how do I find that? Turn your phone off. Turn your TV off. Go for a walk. Get in nature. Be one with yourself. Don't be afraid of being bored for five minutes. I love that because it's something I've had to really learn to do. So I, I sit here understanding the power of that. Even if that, that time of stillness in your life that you take for yourself daily or, you know, maybe you start out saying, I'm going to do it twice a week. But even if that's only five minutes. Minutes. That it's a gift. Yeah. You're gifting yourself. <clears throat> Absolutely. And I've found that I don't have bad days anymore. Yeah. I don't, you know, I may wake up with a hair across my butt about something. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like I'm all, you know, sweetness and light. Um, I, you know, I can get you have shadows. pissed off. I, yeah. We all do. Yeah. Right. But, um, or something can annoy me. Yeah. But I've found that where that used to be something that could derail my entire day. Or a good chunk of my day. It derails, it derails a much shorter yeah, time. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. I, yeah. I look at it, I step back, and I let it go. And I I feel that a lot of that has been from taking that that stillness and that time with myself. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. and I'm I don't, plugging. Yeah, and I don't do it, you know, I'd like to say I do it every day. Like, I don't have this, um, you know, and, and 
when like it's meditation when you say about or stillness let's call it even stillness yeah, because i yeah. think the term meditation is intimidating to some people absolutely because they think of a yogi sitting in a cave or somebody doing <laughs> you know two hours you don't start that way no i did not you start know, that way no. i mean i'm hyper i mean yes. but, you know i am you're too. hyper too I'm right hyper. so or if, i used to be i'm not now but in terms of sitting still it's just that that five minutes becomes 10 minutes. It becomes something it's a sacred practice. that you it want for practice. yourself. Yeah. But it's steps. And it's a muscle that you have an exercise. So it's, it, you know, you cannot say, um, I'm going to run a marathon and go out and run one. If you've never trained for the marathon, you're not going to get very far. So this is sort of the marathon of redirecting and retraining yourself on how to react and behave within your life and how you can become very self-sustained. Um, and so meditation, whether you journey in a meditation and you're humming and oming all over the place, or you just go for a walk and you commune with the trees and nature and you observe just a bee flying around and you just take a minute. These are all a prayer. It doesn't matter. Driving in the car while you're zoning out, listening to your songs and you're paying attention, but your mind's kind of focused on the drive and you're sort of still, that's even being part of that. Tuning people out, I tell my family, I have downtime, and y'all need to be out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> for the hills. If you're here, you need to be quiet, only because I, I really, I honor my quiet. I do. I spend a big chunk of my day still and quiet, and I speak with clients. Um, I don't interact like I used to on texts. I would have people text me a lot, and I would respond, and now it's like, maybe— I'll get to you. When I'm out of this time for me, I will make time for you because I need to come first. It sounds selfish and we're programmed to believe it, but I got to tell you, who else is going to fill your vessel? If you don't start taking care of you, stop believing somebody else is going to do it for you. Nobody's taking you for granted. You are. Take time. Nurture yourself. Today, I ask Spirit, what do you want me to share? Love? Yeah, that's the obvious. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's good. Nurturing. Oh, that's a big one. Yeah. And balance. Oh, yes, because when you begin to self-soothe and self-rely and give yourself that space and that time for yourself, and don't tell me you don't have time because y'all can find five minutes. When you begin to build this muscle and allow this time to grow for yourself, you'll see life will move in a flow because you won't be resisting all the time. Resistance is exhausting. And if you're trying to control everything, you're not. I hate to tell you, it's already figured out for you. All you're doing is resisting the flow. And when you let go, it's, it's scary, but it's fun. It's fun. One of the biggest things, the most important thing you can do for yourself is to take this stillness, this time, unplugged by yourself. No conversation except within yourself. You can talk to your heart all day long if you want. But then listen. Ask and then shut up and listen and see what comes. But one of the most important things you can do is figure out what is it that really does bring me joy in my life? What is it that I really want to do? Because I guarantee I've met a lot of people and they don't have a clue. They don't take the time to even look. And nobody's going to hand you a book that says, this is it. Here's the handbook. Page 42 is joy. Find that one. No, no, no. You have to stop and figure out that joy piece for yourself. 
It's the only way you're going to establish it for you. You can't be told what that's going to be. That's not going to work out. Somebody else's joy should not be your joy. You're not living a life of joy if you're not living your own. That's not your truth. And speaking your truth is another big piece of that. And you can't speak it until you know what that is. And you won't know what that is until you unplug and really start to look at what you believe. Because believe is your power cord. And when you plug that into universe, that is which you are, when you plug those beliefs into universe, you are reaping what you are sowing. And if you don't like what you're sowing, then you're not liking yourself. So really, it all it really all starts the the joy, the balance. It all really starts with um, sitting with yourself. Yeah, and that's and nurturing that stillness, and that's nurturing, lovingly accepting yourself, acknowledging things within you that don't feel good. If you don't understand that, saying to yourself, "Sometimes I'm selfish," and I forgive myself for it, isn't freeing. You don't understand how this works, because. It's not a judgment. I don't want anybody going home and going, well, I'm selfish. I want you to accept that sometimes we do things that don't feel good to ourselves. I accept that sometimes I make choices that don't feel good, and I forgive myself for it because that's where I am. It's my best right now, but I do forgive myself. The minute you acknowledge it, you highlight it, which means it no longer has subtle power over you. When we don't acknowledge things within ourselves that don't feel good, it has power it's running a program in the background. You don't even know it's there. And the minute you go, I'm scared, and I acknowledge this, you've just empowered yourself to, to admit vulnerability, and that's okay. That's great. Spirit goes, I can work with that. You got more? We got more? It takes the power away from it. The sleeping giant is powerful. I'd like to wake the giant that is mighty and loving and compassionate and kind and unconditional. And that giant needs to be within you for you so that you can go out and be that for others. That's that's such a such a powerful and beautiful message. And on that note, I'm going to ask you, Angie, what message do you have today for the daughters of change and the people out there who love and support them? Let go and love yourself. You are worthy, you are beautiful, you are powerful, you are the alpha, and you are the omega. You must come to a place of being self-sustained. You must believe in who you are and begin the journey step at a time. If that's what it is, one day at a time, one moment at a time, and loving yourself and accepting who you are and where you are is where you're meant to be just for now. And where you go from there is in your power. Nobody else can change this for you. You've got to make that choice. You've got to decide for yourself what is best for you and listen to what is within you. My God, you have wisdom in you that is just beaming, supporting you, cheering you on. If you tune into it, you'll find it. It will answer you. And I got to say this. If you call on that wisdom within, be ready to work. Be ready. Because it is not showing up to carry you there. It's showing up to lead you there. And you become your own best leader. You become the light and love of this world because you are. And that's where you got to start. This is the point in the podcast where I would typically say, how can we connect and support you? However, 
<laughs> I'm getting a different question coming in. So I'm going to ask that. you that. The question I'm getting is how do we, as daughters of change, how do we connect and support the world? When we connect and support ourselves in a way that is loving and kind, that is the beginning of all healing. That goes out into the world. That connects with every being and every person, every creature that has ever been created and walks this earth. When you love yourself unconditionally, it goes far. And you begin to call to you the tribe that know how to love themselves, and you call to you new energies, new people, new situations, and new scenarios. Nothing will change until you let go of the old, the past. Nothing. You cannot change the future until you change your habits. And the first habit has got to be stop believing what everybody else is telling you, unless it's coming from a place of love. Believe that. Believe in who you are. And that will bring to you others that need that. And you become a source of that for others. And they become a source of that for others. This becomes ripple. And six months ago, Divine said to me, Dear one, the time of ripples has passed. Let's go make waves. And so here we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to make waves. You've got the choice. I give it to you. So you heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> ladies. It's an and, imitation. <laughs> and the, the gentlemen who love them. Um, and just on another note, uh, keep an eye out for Angie because she has lots coming. I do. Yeah. Um she has a new website that she'll put, be putting up. But for right now, you can find her you at... You can reach me at www.eternalgraceretreat.com. That's eternalgraceretreat.com. And so there'll be new. There'll be a new website coming, which there you'll is, let yeah. people know about there. Um, I know that um, we've been talking about you doing your own podcast. Yes, <clears throat> and, yes. You know, you know, and I know there's... <laughs> That's coming, You're yes. looking at videos and YouTube. So you yep. will be hearing more from Angie um, as she takes the steps in her journey. Yep. And so on that note, wake up that sleeping giant inside of you. Oh, yeah. Listen and go out there with all your giant daughter change power and do a cannonball in that ocean and make a tidal wave. Well, because you are the ocean. You are the ocean. Right? Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Daughters of Change podcast. To learn more about today's guest or any of our previous guests, you can visit daughtersofchange.com forward slash podcast. You can connect with Daughters of Change on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram by searching those platforms for Daughters of Change. If you are a Daughter of Change yourself and would like to appear on the show, send me an email at marie at daughtersofchange.com. Thanks again for taking the time to listen today. Take care.